I was born in the back of a shotgun shack on the wrong side of the railroad tracks. I might be pregnant. If it weren't for you, don't know what I'd do. He's your brother. I went to but I wasn't that cool, so I acted like a fool. I think I love you. one place for me, it's WB. And that's right. You know what that jingle means? That means the triumphant return of this week in angst. That's right. I do one episode of uh, my weekly show, and then I go on hiatus for three months. That's how I roll. But that doesn't matter now. I'm back. I'm going to be podcasting like a motherfucker bitch from now on. I promise. That's a word. Anyway, the focus for this week now that all the shows are back up and running is going to be a little show called One Tree Hill. And that's right, this is my favorite of all the Teeny Bopper angst shows. Because it has all the elements. You've got you've got illegitimate son, comes back, the father rules the city, and he's 100% pure evil. You've got basketball and cheerleaders and teenagers having sex and whatnots. So there's a little bit of everything. There's these Shakespearean undertones to the story too, because you've got like this evil king and this this sort of outcast prince returning. The first season was really all about him getting having trouble with the kids because he wanted to play basketball and he wasn't the popular one. Blah 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 and whatever. And so we've gotten past that. Season two really kicked it up. See, this is where this show has a lot of parallels with. Uh, a similar show on Fox called The O.C., which I also used to really like. But season two of The O.C. and season two of One Tree Hill were at the same time. Not time slot, just, I mean, they came around at the same time. And there was there was a point of deviation where O.C. fell into sort of a sophomore slump where every episode was, I think, Ryan and Marissa are getting back together and who even cares and all this stuff. And then they had a villain character, which was the grandfather, and they were trying to humanize him, and they were trying to make the people real people, and they killed him off, and then the show died for me. Well, One Tree Hill went the other way. They don't care about humanizing the characters. We want to we want to have a little Steinbeck quote at the beginning of the episode, and then everything else makes no sense at all. It's, it's no holds barred, just complete angsty melodrama in every possible way at the end of last season it culminated into this assassination attempt on dan scott where they drugged him and they tried to burn down his car dealership and of course he lived because you know he's a great villain great villains are like jason and freddy you know nothing you do can kill them and then in a twist in this season it turns out that lucas the illegitimate son was the one who saved him from the fire because he's good, and even though Dan's evil, he still has to be the good guy. And you know, meanwhile, his half brother, who was an ass to him in the whole first season, well, he became a good guy, and then he married Lucas's best friend Haley because she was tutoring him in order to get him to stop making fun of Lucas. And so they ended up getting married at the end of season two, or was it was the end of season one? Because that was the greatest finale ever, where it was just like, well, whatever, we're going to be gone for a summer. These two just got married, and Lucas is going to leave with Keith, who's his uncle, but is more of the father figure, and he doesn't get along with Dan, who is the successful brother, and Keith's like some grease monkey who owns his own whatever, car repair mechanic shop. What do they call those? Anyway, 
So he's the good guy. And he's also Craig Sheffer, who was in uh, who was in Nightbreed, which is one of my favorite movies. So that's cool. So Keith leaves, and Lucas goes with him. And Haley married uh, the, the other brother, Nathan. And everything just went to hell. And then throughout season two, Haley, who I assume that the girl who plays Haley is a real singer because through all of season two, they hooked her up with this guy named Chris, who in real life is an actual singer. And they ran off and they went on tour with Gavin DeGraw, who does the theme song of the show. And that was basically the the whole, that was the whole season that year. So... She's back this year trying to reconcile with Nathan because it was trouble on their marriage because, you know, they're trying to graduate high school and she's on tour as a pop star and, you know, plus his dad's evil and everything's bad. And now Dan, because he's pure evil, he's running for mayor. And I think he just won the the mayoral election. So he is now literally going to be in charge of the town of Tree Hill. Another good villain quality is that he has this need to conquer. So that's that's Dan. Meanwhile, I haven't even told you about Peyton yet. See, Peyton and Brooke are the two cheerleaders who, at the beginning of the show, both kind of liked Lucas because Peyton was secretly this underground artist slash cartoonist and I like all the cool music girl, but she was a cheerleader so she had to hide it because the cheerleaders are, you know, the popular kids. And Brooke was just completely vapid, nothing, empty person who was, like, naked in the backseat of a car for no reason all the time. And then Lucas liked Peyton, who was dating Dan, uh, Dan's other son, Nathan, at that time. And then their sort of failed romance caused the breakup of, of Nathan and Peyton because Nathan was such an ass in the first season, and then so he hooked up with Haley. And then Lucas was going to hook up with Peyton, but that didn't work out. So he ended up hooking up with Brooke. But then that went bad because he really liked Peyton. So they were getting together behind Brooke's back. And now that caused the death of that relationship. And then Lucas realized he really did like Brooke, but that's too late. Because that's the way all that stuff goes. So this season we come back where they're all... Brooke and Lucas want to get back together, but there's that lack of trust. So she's been acting all flighty-dighty about, I want to be with other guys, when she really wants Lucas. And she ended up sleeping with Chris Cook, who was the knob from season two. And nobody even likes him. So that caused something bad. And then because of that, Lucas started to sort of hang out with this super hot redhead that has come out of nowhere on the show now. And of course, because she's the super hot redhead and she doesn't really have a character yet, she's just going to screw with Brooke. And that's what's been going on pretty much for this whole season. She's trying to get Lucas, and Brooke wants Lucas, but she doesn't want to look like she wants Lucas. And she's playing hard to get, but ended up being hard to want, and whatever. So she ended up sleeping with Chris, and... Lucas almost hooked up with the hot redhead, who also kept getting naked for him. Like, what is with... Like, I don't play basketball. Does that happen a lot? Like, just people will throw their clothes at you in the middle of a public place. So, I lost my train of thought there for a second. Anyway, so Peyton's pathos springs from the fact that her mother died when she was young and she can't deal with it, and so she's, I don't know, embracing her inner goth about it. 
which she actually does literally in this season because she keeps being haunted by sort of a dark angel goth version of herself who's pushing her to reconcile with her actual biological mother that she didn't know she had because it turns out that her dead mother was adopted. And she has a real mother who has just come back around and she's cool and she's just like Peyton and she's into records and stuff and that's so great. And she's got cancer. Sorry. Plus, her dad is going through some transition because up until last, like the beginning of this season, he was played by Thomas Ian Griffith, who's like the bad guy from Karate Kid 3. And now he's played by the dude who used to be in that Earth Final Conflict show, like for one season. So I don't know why they couldn't get Thomas Ian Griffith back. I mean, it's like, is it really that important that you continue making direct to sci fi channel movies that you can't be, can't get a regular gig? Or is it because the emotional quality of this season is more than than they felt was he could handle? I don't know. Anyway, so there's a lot going on there. And Peyton's newest thing is she's trying to produce Haley's song, which Nathan secretly paid to have produced because she came back and she's all remorseful, but they want to encourage her music, but they want her to stay on the show. And apparently the WB wants to push this single either way because they play the same song in every episode. And why does Peyton even want to promote this song? Because she like supposedly likes all this underground music, but she likes this just pop crap single that Haley made. I don't know. I guess if your friend makes a pop crap single, you're still going to support her in it. But that's what's going on with that. So, I'll let you know. Tune in on the WB for, for more on that. That's, I think, Wednesdays that plays. So, that's my little plug. Anyway, good show if you like that kind of stuff. I think I've got you up to speed. So, if you want to tune in on your own, you should be good to go. And I'll be back later, e either next week or uh, sometime in March. Dog Crazy. Don't